0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast where missionaries come on and tell us authentic stories that they love and I know that you will too. It's six questions in about nine-ish minutes because we all know that without a timeline missionaries tend to get awfully long-winded and so I'm excited this morning to be joined with Brother Josh Town. Brother Josh, thanks so much for being on today.
1: Thanks for having me, brother.
0: Well, I'm super excited, super excited. We overlapped just a little bit at college, and then as we were beginning deputation, y'all were finishing it, and so, uh, like we were saying before, the podcast been years since we've caught up, but I'm excited to be able to do that.
1: Amen. So let's
0: dive in with question one, and go ahead and tell us a little bit about you and your family and your field.
1: Sure. My name is Joshua Town. Um, my wife is Joanna and we're celebrating actually 10 years, uh, married in a couple of days on June 5th. So we're excited about that. We have five kids, three girls and two boys. The oldest is Juliana. She's eight. Then there's Jayla. She's six. Then we have Jennifer who's four. Then there's Joshua who's two. And then the last one, the newest one is Jeremiah, um, uh, He's a little over six months now. So we're, we praise the Lord for the family that God has given us and all the our children. And we're church planters to Arabic-speaking people in Philadelphia. We lived in Beirut, Lebanon for two and a half years initially. That was our first step. We learned language and culture there. And now we're back in Philly trying to reach Arabic-speaking people.
0: Amen. Awesome. Man, I'm excited to hear that well much needed ministry and much needed outreach. So we're really grateful. Um, Then with question two, then for you guys, what is one of your favorite or the best aspects about being in missions?
1: Uh, I haven't listened to all the podcasts, but uh, I don't know if everyone says the same thing here or not, but it really is uh, the honest truth. Just serving God full time is an amazing thing to be able to just do what he's called you to do and not have to work a job at the same time. We're thankful for that. Uh, At the same time, it's a great responsibility. You know, I think we as missionaries are going to have a lot more to be accountable to and at the judgment seat of Christ because we were full time and uh, but it is a great privilege at the same time. And I'm, I'm thankful that God, has allowed us to do that and to be full-time serving him. And, uh, I think for us, that's the greatest thing about being a missionary.
0: Amen. Yeah, definitely. I can't, can't complain and can't argue with that answer. (laughs) So, um, great question three. Um, then for you guys and it can be ministry specific or field specific, or it can be general what's one of the more difficult aspects of missions for y'all?
1: Yeah, for us, uh, language was one of the first uh, hurdles and difficulties. Of course, we moved to Lebanon in order to help immerse ourselves in the language, and Arabic is one of the top three hardest languages to learn in the world, uh, statistically speaking. And so it was a challenge, and that continues to be a challenge. Um, But even more than that, I think even Brother Gates spoke about this uh, as well, just the spiritual blindness of the people that God's called us to minister to, Arabic-speaking people. Their hearts are hard, and they're, they're spiritually blinded in their religion. And like anybody who's a religious person, uh, it takes time, it takes prayer, fasting, to to see some of these people come to christ and it's not impossible we know with with god all things are possible but um just the spiritual blindness of the people the muslim people arabic speaking people uh Mm -hmm. it's it's uh a very big challenge for sure
0: yeah and that's you know that's one reason i'm i'm really excited to have you on today truly um I think it's so important and I know I know that you know all of you guys watching I know that you know this but I hope that in seeing it it is kind of a reminder you have some ministries that um you know it might not feel fast to them but, but you know very quickly begin to pick up or gain speed or you know you see people saved and discipled or whatever um and those are important and amazing and great and then you have ministries like you know yours Brother towns that it it's like Plowing in a dry field man you just gotta keep hacking and hacking and hacking and working um and it, it's so precious though that work and so i'm we're really grateful and now we know how to pray for you better so yeah. thank you for sharing that challenge with us i appreciate it amen so, um question four then do you have any missionaries that you would say need to be on this podcast to share their story
1: his name's kyle sheridan he's in Philly And uh, another guy I haven't come in contact with face-to-face very much, but he's one who's contacted me uh, and we email back and forth uh, here and there. And he's just a great missionary doing a great work in Chile. And uh, I think he'd be good to have on.
0: Yeah, man. I'd love to get them on there. So thank you for the contacts. And uh, Lord willing, we'll have them on sooner rather than later. Amen. All right. Question five, the big one. Everybody is waiting for is go ahead and take three to five minutes or so and just tell us a story that you love about your time serving the Lord.
1: Yeah, I think most people might be interested in our time in Lebanon. uh, Those two and a half years we were there, living in the Middle East in Beirut. Um, I tried to think of a specific story, but I'm going to kind of broaden it out to just something that we loved about our whole time there in the middle east in lebanon and that was just the fact of living in the bible lands Mm. uh, living where many things in the scripture took place you know from our apartment we we could step out on our balcony and we could see the mediterranean sea every single day And just the amazing thing that that was, was a real privilege. And Lebanon is a beautiful country. You have mountains, you have the sea. And of course, you know, Christ went to Lebanon. He went to the cities of Tyre and Sidon, which are in the southern part of Lebanon. And Mount Hermon, where his transfiguration most likely took place, that mountain borders Lebanon and Israel. So just being in uh, the Bible lands was something that was really unique and I'll never forget. And truly I miss living in Lebanon in a lot of ways. And anytime I stop and think about our time there, you know, I I get sad because I miss being there. I miss the people and all of that. Um, There's one story in particular that kind of goes along with this. You know, we, we got to swim in the Mediterranean sea here and there. And uh, that was fun to just be able to to know that you were in the same water that the Apostle Paul was shipwrecked in, (laughs) you know, and uh, that Jonah, you know, got swallowed by the whale and that's the same sea, you know, you get to swim in that. And uh, so that was really fun, really unique. And I can remember one time uh, I went out with some men from our church and one of the men was a fisherman. Uh, but the way he would fish, he was, he was focused on one particular type of fish and it was found kind of on the bottom of the sea. And so he would get in his diving suit and he would take a harpoon gun and he'd go down and dive and try and find these fish and and get them with the harpoon gun. But he had a boat. And so some of us men went out a little while on the sea and just to go for a swim in, in the Mediterranean. So, uh, but that day there was uh, a lot of jellyfish like everywhere in the sea. Uh, I don't know, like the tide had brought it in a certain time of the year. And so it was kind of dangerous to jump out of the boat because these jellyfish were everywhere. And if they touched you, you would get stung and uh, it would leave a nice big welt on your arm (laughs) or wherever. Uh, But we went out anyway, knowing that the jellyfish were there and, we're just jumping off the boat and swimming a little bit. And thankfully, you know, the time I jumped off, I didn't get stung, but there were a couple men in the boat who did and, and had, had to bear those welts. But that's something that I remember. And, and uh, again, just, just being there in the Bible lands was something I'll never forget and look forward to going back and visiting for sure. And, and ministering for short periods of time as well.
0: That's great, man. I, what a privilege to be able to wake up in the Bible lands every day for a few years. And uh, I appreciate you sharing that story with us. And uh, I get to swim in the ocean just about every week, but never the Bible ocean. So I'm a little bit jealous. That's really cool. So, um, well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, as we wrap up then with question six do you have any language or cultural blunders that you are willing to share with the entire internet world?
1: Yeah. You know, I racked my brain on this question for a long time and I know there's got to be something specific that I should be able to share. (laughs) I even called my wife and said, can you remind me of some blunder I made? I know I've made (laughs) some and I just wasn't able to think of anything specific. I'm sorry about that. I know there was many times in Arabic where I would make mistakes. One of the most common mistakes that, you know, I would make was, you know, conjugating nouns and, and the male and female of everything yeah. to be conjugated. But then also, uh, when you have to tack on a possessive pronoun to a word like his book or her book or his wife or, or whatever, uh, you know, sometimes those things we get messed up and confused. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I made a lot of mistakes in that area saying something was hers when it was really his <laughs> or vice versa. Um, but, you know, I wish I wish I could remember a specific blunder, but it wasn't coming that's, to much.
0: That's okay, man. You have learned Arabic, so we all have to just step back and say... Uh,
1: no way. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, I don't want come across that way at all you know i no
0: no no. i'm not saying you are i'm just saying Um, more power to you man
1: (laughs) made plenty of mistakes for sure and still do
0: well that's awesome and i'm i'm excited to hear about your ministry if people want to continue to follow your story and pray for you what's the best way that they can do so
1: Yeah, we have a website for our family. It's called thetownfamily.com. A lot of our information is on there. And we don't post our prayer letters publicly, but you can (laughs) sign up through our website and request to be added to our list. So if anybody'd like to do that, uh, we'd love to add you to our list so you can pray for us. And you can email me uh, and make that request as well my email is jtown N three 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 at gmailcom
0: okay all right we'll have all that in the description box below and um, that way people can continue to follow your story so um, brother town thanks so much for taking the time to be on here today and uh, just to share a bit of your ministry I really appreciate it
1: thanks for having me brother appreciate you
0: Ah, oh, well my privilege so praise the lord For everybody listening in, this has been Josh Wegar with Brother Josh Town ministering in Philly to Arabic-speaking people, and you have been listening to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast. Thanks for joining.